0: Listener supported. WNYC Studios.
1: Hey, Lulu here. Whether we are romping through science, music, politics, technology, or feelings, we seek to leave you seeing the world anew. Radiolab adventures right on the edge of what we think we know. Wherever you get podcasts. We lucked out. We got tickets to see Justin Biebs. Yeah, we're very
2: excited about that. We were, like, dragging him to filth. The day before, because his rider was released. Oh, my God. Let's talk about this. Let me look at this rider. So he needs 10 luxury sedans, 12 white handkerchiefs, two buses, a jacuzzi, and a partridge in a pear tree. (laughs) He also needs 10 containers that will have a ping pong table, a PlayStation, an Iohawk, which is that moving hoverboard, a sofa set, a washing machine, a refrigerator, Wardrobe cupboard, a massage table that would be used backstage. Can I just say something really quick? Sure.
1: All of this sounds like he like got stoned, watched the prices right, and I was like, Can you guys give me all the prizes on this show and have that be my rider? <laughs> yeah. What do you need a fucking wardrobe for?
2: He needs a special Indian yoga casket containing aromatic essential oils, jasmine rose and camphor incense sticks, and books on chakras and yoga asanas will be placed in Bieber's suite knowing
1: his love for yoga. Okay, no, because he's going to have time to do all this fucking reading when he's in Duluth (laughs) and just did a three-hour show. Oh, yeah?
2: You betcha. Well, it's disrespectful because this is, like, for his trip to India. Like, this isn't for Duluth. (laughs) Like, this shit would never happen in America. (laughs) He also needs a hundred hangers, cans of wild berries, and vanilla room fresheners. Oh, my Hydrating God. lip balms.
1: Okay, how long is he going to be in India? It better be longer than Julia Roberts was in Eat, Pray, Love. Otherwise, this is outrageous. <laughs> Fuck.
2: <laughs> hey, guys, gals, gender nonconforming individuals. It looks like it's time for us to say bye-bye. It's something unpredictable, but in the end, it's right. I hope you have the <laughs> time of your life. Wow, wow, wow. my goodness. Gosh, I love that song. It's so
1: iconic. <clears throat> I love that. That was. <laughs> Did you just burp? Yeah. <laughs> I love that song too, but also that singing is ridiculous. Anyway, guys, this was a long way (laughs) to say we are signing off for the season. Season three is in the camp, babies. But don't
2: worry, we'll be giving you lots of Bone Bones, a.k.a. bonus episodes to enjoy all
1: summer long. Bone, 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 bone. Tell me what you're going to do with our two dub Queens. Just live your life, but still. I d-
2: I'm going to be honest. I don't like when your voice hits that low of a register when you sing. But that's
1: like my signature is I to know. go that low. And it really
2: <laughs> bothers me. <laughs> it it keeps me up at night.
1: Why? That's like a note. Like, do it note. again.
2: Do it again. What you gonna do with <laughs> a dude <tuto> queen? <laughs> <laughs> I think I don't like that you insist on doing it and you don't quite have a grasp on it. And I don't, I, have, like, <laughs> I don't like how clear it comes out with how little breath you have when you get that low. It's really upsetting. Blends. Yeah, I don't like that. <laughs> I don't like how loud it is. And I feel like it doesn't deserve to be that loud because <laughs> your voice is so frail when you do that. It's really horrific. That
1: is, that is like literally why people pay money on StubHub to save me life is because <laughs> I hit that note. <laughs> but before we get to the boner episodes, let's talk about this episode, the grand finale of the season, and the special guest we have for you. I'm talking about the one, the only, Mr. Fred Armisen! Oh, fear, fear.
2: He was adorbs in his little glasses and his little shoes and his little jacket and his little face.
1: He is taller than us, but the way you describe him, it's like he's literally Vern Troyer. <laughs>
2: <laughs> wow. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Plus, we have Naomi Ekperigan and Eliza job Okay, here it is, babies the finale. Oh, please. Keep it going for Jesse's hair with some blue in it. It's so cool. Thank you so much.
2: I appreciate it. It's just yarn and What's the, the best, one of the best things about being a black woman a black woman is that you really can change it and become a completely different person. Yeah. It's called the Rihanna effect. Yes, that's true. And for this I got it actually during a photo shoot and No brags. Yeah, fuck me,
1: right? I know. But that was like I got that's my, for facts. during a photo shoot that's like, yeah, I had like a great like dinner while getting eaten out. I mean
3: <laughs> But anyway.
2: <laughs> Anyway, I I got during a photo shoot, but um, recently I went to a photo shoot, and you know, it's always a toss-up where you don't know if there's going to be, like, a white lady on set trying to figure out what the fuck is up with this. And it's really, like, I guess soul-crushing and horrific would be a good phrase for it. (laughs) But also, it's really, like, sad. And there's nothing worse than, like, showing up and being like, I'm so excited about my photo shoot. And then having a woman, like, try and, like, put a flat iron on your edges or something. Nah,
1: I've been there. I've been it's there. Really it's really upsetting. It's so
2: ignorant. It, it is, because, because I it's feel like, like as a black person, if you grow up in a middle class or upper middle right. class situation, you have to learn about white shit. Like, right. I have to know what a keratin treatment is. You know right. what I mean? <laughs> we have to know about
1: bar class right but like, we have to like watch fucking er like we yeah, had to do that you gotta get the canon shit right. for white people yeah
2: and i feel like when you go on set and you know it's me yeah. you look me up i'm not having like basketball wives hair. like it's not flowing
3: right. <laughs> like real houses of atlantic
2: you know this yeah. is some shit we gonna have to work through together yeah and so I hate when I get to a set and the woman is just like really like this is like her trying to figure out like Breaking Bad season 1 right. like <laughs> what's the formula? How do
1: we get it exact? Uh, <laughs> hey, it's it. so it's so infuriating because it's like just pretend like it's okay. <laughs> just pretend like it's like yeah. like, like when it, like no matter like what a guy's penis looks like when I see it for the first time, I'm like, great! Yeah. <laughs> exactly what I wanted. This is the Just most normal dick. do that dick. With my hair. It's exactly what you wanted.
2: Yep. Then. You're like, what a dick, you know? <laughs> and that's your dick. And it is such a vulnerability, I think, with my hair, my edges, that dude and his dick after your Tinder date. <laughs> It's such a vulnerability there. And it's like, this is the real me. I would appreciate if you acted like if you just went okay and you didn't go like negative with it, you know, or do the other thing where you're overcompensating. Be like, this is the best hair I've ever seen. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, so a
1: white lady put the blue yarn in? Uh she did. Actually
2: it, I'm impressed. Yeah, and it you know, it, it felt great. like brain surgery. It felt like Gray's Anatomy. <laughs> All the students are watching up and then you're looking down. <laughs> because they were so stressed out about it.
1: Oh my god. And they were like,
2: just take it and twist it. Just twist it, Cynthia, twist it. <laughs> And so I'm just sitting and my main concern is like, you know, I don't want it tight. I don't want anything right. tight on my edges. Right. My main concern is like, let's just make sure we're comfortable here, but these went they're just looking and just like
1: yeah.
2: like they've never been here before. Yeah, it's And tough. then like the tips of this got flat ironed on one photo shoot. What? I was like, why? You can't do don't that. hit it with a flat iron. Why would you What do you want me to look like? <sighs> God, that's rough. It was pretty booty city.
1: Yeah, I'm sorry. What about you? What's your experience on photo shoots? So me? I just did a photo shoot for Wild Fang for nice. this. That. Yeah. that's hot. Which is cool, and it was uh-huh. a it was an all white production, uh-huh. and but <clears throat> <laughs> like that's a title
2: card right. at the end of a movie. <laughs> It's like Harvey Weinstein. All All white
3: white production. production. (laughs) (laughs) Like La La Land intro. Yeah,
1: Yeah, it was... It was La La Land. It was literally La La Land. Yeah. Wild things and, awesome. And it was, like, cool. They were great. Uh-huh. And she, like, did her research. She was like, I love your hair. Like, what do you want to do today? Like, she asked me what I wanted. That's hot. Awesome. And then they were also like, we have some ideas. Like, they went. They clearly went to, like, black hair Instagrams. Oh, you know what I mean? Yeah. For, like, cool, like, architecture yeah. stuff. Yeah. And I was like, my edges like are jacked. Like, art? Like, at and art? <laughs> yeah. They yeah. were, like, on. <laughs> so it was, like, a really nice... Nice experience, Uh, and when I was like, Can you please gel down my edges? She knew what that meant. Yeah. (laughs) She knew. She She was like, Yeah, I'm on it. I see, I see what's going on here. And I was like, Thank you. That was like a subtle like acknowledgement without being disrespectful. It's great. They match the like foundation perfectly on your of here. She was great. Some people like, I once did a fashion show.
2: And they had to call... Hello, hello, fashion week.
1: I'm going to kill myself. Okay. <laughs>
2: anyway, they had to call the head makeup artist. And Ooh, that's cool. It was cool until it got bad. And what? he was like, okay, everybody, come here. I'm going to show you how to do this. And uh, no. it was like a whole circle of people. And he like grabs my arm. He's like, look, you see this right here? We're trying to match this. We're going to try and get this here. What is here. this, a
1: fucking swash department at Home Depot? <laughs> I'm not remodeling, like, my study. Like, what are you doing? This is
2: Benjamin Moore, blue ice. <laughs> and we're going to line it up on the wall. But it oh was, like, very dehumanizing, if you will. Yeah. <laughs> that was that's, a damn mess. That's was People are getting paid a ton of money.
1: You should know. But did you have fun at your lady? Because it was for... What, Alure, uh, uh, Allure. Ooh. That's very grown up. That is very much for an audience who has definitely, money. Definitely. Ready to buy products. I'm going to go
2: to Anthro. That's yes. my flea market. Right. <laughs> Anthropology is my bazaar. Right. <laughs> I'm going to goop. Going to goop. I'm going to buy my Allure. Right. So I did Allure and then I did Cosmo before that and Cosmo was awesome because it was here and it was at like the Ace Hotel downtown Whoa. which I fucking love that hotel. And then um, it was like this: the woman who does my hair she's like this braid wizard like she literally does Brandy which means there's no more of a braid wizard <laughs> than That's a woman cool. who does Brandy's braids. And so it was incredible because I suggested her and so she came to set and she was like fucking dumbledore like level magic where she was just like whipping shit up right because you're reading the story yeah (laughs) but she was like whipping shit up she was putting like threads in there and shit that's cool
1: everybody was like amazed it was really iconic okay this weekend i am um getting my hair done by like a celebrity hairstylist she does zoe kravis's
2: hair what's your hair gonna be
1: so I'm, I'm going to get, like, uh, braids, but I'm also going to get bangs. So I'm going to go back to having Ooh. bangs. Are you getting braided bangs or yeah, earning out? Yes, braided bangs. Fuck, that's so living single, dude, yeah. I'm ready for. Yeah. I'm kind of in world. I'm glad I got more. my girl. <laughs> you have a movie coming out. I do. I'm so excited. Uh,
2: I have a movie. Uh, called The Incredible Jessica James. Um, I play the character Jessica James, no braggies. Um, and uh, we took it to Sundance, and now it's going to premiere on Netflix July 28th, which is very exciting. That's... Houch. Yeah,
1: it's That's very... That's houch. Uh, houch.
2: Anyway, uh, I'm really excited about that. That was a fun experience. Thank you, everybody, for clapping when I mentioned it.
1: I'm very excited about it um, because you have a sensual scene in it, I do. I do. And, and you know what? I, I, want, to, I want to I wanna come over to your apartment and just sit next to you and watch it. <laughs> like elbows to elbow, just touching <laughs> like this and be like, When were you t- tremoring? <laughs> <laughs> Did you Which say tremoring? Yeah, like your vagina was like tremor <laughs> oh cool. All right, cool.
2: So that didn't happen. Um also, my dad is here.
3: <laughs>
1: sorry. I'm so sorry. He should, he should know because it's going to happen. You know brand,
2: what is. This is our brand dad. Get used to it, man. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, I was, that was like probably right. for the movie. That was probably the thing I was most nervous about yeah. filming. And uh, I had a really great partner uh, filming it, which was really nice. And uh, it was not sexual because it was really hot and then it was, like, a room full of, like, 15 white dudes. (laughs)
1: Like, one of them's, like, eating a Cliff Bar. They're just, like...
2: (laughs) (laughs) Holding, like, a microphone over a sound box. So it wasn't, like, super sensual. It was more just, like, a really sweaty series of apologies with acting in between. (laughs)
3: That's
1: so cool. But,
2: you know, I would imagine that sometimes, like, I could see as an actor how you can get twisted up in the game, like, right. how a Mr. and Mrs. Smith situation would happen. Right. I could see how that could
1: Right, could because, happen. like, even though you're acting, your body is your body. It's, yeah. And it's your wonderland, right. you know? Yeah. All right, we should get this show started, because uh, we have a jam-packed show for I, you guys. It's... it's Uh, We're very excited to have our next act on. She is a Two Dope Queens fan favorite. Everybody loves her. We do too. She's uh, been a writer on Broad City, on Difficult People. She has a Comedy Central half hour special out. Ladies and gentlemen, give it up for Naomi Naomi and Harrigan!
0: God La La Land what are you doing you guys you're looking all fine y'all I can't take it y'all look like sexy vampires okay I feel like I'm walking the streets like in a CW drama you know what I mean um I can't be sure but I believe CW stands for Caucasian woes you know you know what I mean it's literally either like a comic book or a sexy vampire having a struggle. Every episode, a sexy vampire struggle. I love it. I'm like, oh, you're so old, you know? Y'all, it's like ridiculous. I just got here last night from New York, so I was like, so I'm like, you know, like I got up today and it was like, this, I felt the sun was very aggressive. I felt like the sun was very, like, I dare you to be depressed. Do you know what I mean? And I was like, I will see your dear, and raise you. You know what I'm saying? But it felt like a lot. And then when I was in the car, I feel like even the hobos in LA are fine. They all fucking just tanned and fucking sinewy. You know? It's like, bitch, you in CAA? What you doing up in here? You know, like all the hobos are signed. All the hobos are signed. And it's too much for me. I strict. I'm like, I'm like glasses, no glasses. Am I a lady? Am I worthwhile? It's too much. All I know is I'm getting avocado on that, you know? That's what I do here. I get avocado on that here. That's what I do when I'm in L.A. I live that avocado life. You guys, thank you for coming out. I really need this multicultural safe space. I need this multicultural safe space. I need it. I need it. I have clocked the brown people. I have clocked it. I am into it. There are hair stories. I feel safe. You got to do this shit. It's so stressful. Ever since 11-9, it's been so fucking stressful. You know what I mean? Everybody's on edge, you know? Like, it's, like, very trigger. It's like, honey, I see a lacrosse stick. I got to stand back, you know? I was just in Boston last weekend. They all fucking got a fleece pullover. They all look like they've just come from the gym and have so much hope, and I hated it. I fucking hated it. You know, like, the level of tension. It just feels like like if America was a character in a movie, like this, this moment in time, it would be the moment when America coughs into a rag and then pulls it away and sees blood, you know? You know what I'm talking about. You know that moment. You know that moment. It's like, America, girl, you got the consumption. You need to get your affairs in order. This is act three, you know? that's how it feels this level of tension is very stressful i don't know what i'm doing now you know it's about self-care it's about self-care right now okay and so a lot of what i'm doing i'm doing a lot of true crime okay i am i am i'm watching it i'm podcasting it and you know if you don't understand let me say because like nothing because nothing helps put your shit in perspective like true crime Cause I was like legit watching this true crime about a lady who was kept in a fucking box for a week and a half. And it was like, I'm fine. You know? It's like, bitch in a box. I'm worried about a text. You know, so it's very important. It's like, okay, I'm not living that box life. So I'm doing great. And you need that perspective. You need the perspective. It's too easy to feel like you're a victim. Then you realize someone's in a box. I was watching one where, like, the husband... The husband had killed his wife, Natch, okay, if you know these programs. If you know these programs, it's classic, you know? And they were a wealthy family, and they had a babysitter, and this is the point, they can't find her, and they asked the... Ba- that someone calls the babysitter, they're like, you know, like, have you seen Deborah? And the babysitter was like, no, I haven't, but you know what? She's probably locked in the basement of the Hamptons' house. Okay, okay, let me explain, okay? Okay. If you don't watch true crime, normally how it goes is the husband kills the wife, and then everybody's giving testimonials, like they seem so happy. You know, like they were in love. What I love is that like somebody knew Deborah's ass was in the basement from the jump. You know what I'm saying? It was like, no, Deborah in the basement. I done called the police several times. I have left voicemails letting them know Deborah's ass is probably in the basement. You know? And it makes me feel a lot better about when I get mad at Jubu not doing dishes. <laughs> Jubu is my Jewish boo if you did not know my truth. Thank you. Thank you. I will be a Jewish wife. Is anybody here chosen? Okay, excellent. Can we talk about Passover for a hot ass minute? Because I just had my Passover with Jubu's family. Okay, and my issue is like, I feel like what I got from Passover is like if Judaism had a slogan, it would just be like, Judaism, taste the sadness. You know? Like, we legit, I legit ate some celery dipped in salt water to remind me of the tears of my ancestors. Okay, 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 chosen people. Listen, I get it, like hashtag never forget, you know? But I just feel like, you know, if I done made it through, this is the new, you know, I don't know, the new generation, everybody survived. Why we gotta drink tears? Why can't we just be like, we alive, let's eat pancakes. You know what I'm saying? It was horrible fucking... And then, and then I was the youngest person at the Seder, so I had to find the Afi Komen. Now, for you non-chosen people, the Afi Komen is basically a matzah, which is a dry cracker in in some tissue. And I had to run around looking for this. Luckily, I watched enough procedurals. I was able to bring my intellect into it. But... I was so, like, stressed out about it. And then after I said to Jubal, I was like, why they make me look for the goddamn Afi Coleman? This is an activity for, like, a six-year-old, you know? And he goes, well, you could have just said no. I was like, my black ass can't be up in Seder saying no. You know what I'm saying? I can't be rolling up very guess who's coming to Seder situation. Being like, I don't think so. No, 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 my black ass had gefilterfish. fish. You know? You guys are wonderful. That's my time. Bless your heart. This message comes from Two Dope Queens sponsor, BetterHelp. If you had an extra hour in the day, how would you use it? BetterHelp Online Therapy can help you figure out what's most important to you so you can prioritize it. Learn to make time for what makes you happy. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Visit BetterHelp.com dopequeens Dope Queens today to get 10% off your first month. What should I play? I haven't even tried this piano yet. Why don't we play a little bit of a piece that I think you might know?
4: It's a new season of the Open Ears Project. I'm Terrence McKnight, here with stories from people who share the piece of classical music that guided them through some of the most important chapters in their lives. Listen now wherever you get podcasts. You know, Jess
1: and I have been doing a lot of shows. I feel like we've done like close to like a thousand. I was gonna say like eighty. <laughs> <laughs> we did like eighty to ninety shows. Yeah. And they've all been lit, obviously. They've all been amazeballs. And um, I hate
2: amaze balls. You, <laughs> you it's like Lolcat. It. Like I can't. Okay.
1: It's like what? Like Lolcat, like
2: Lulz's I whatever. Anyway. Who's it's lolcat. People! People say it and they go, awesome sauce. Like, shut the fuck I up. Like, I
1: like awesome sauce.
2: Why? And it's
1: like, just literally have ketchup. Like, what are you talking about? Awesome sauce is the, like even better than catsup.
3: <laughs>
1: anyway. Anyway, we have, you know, the show has been just phenomenal. I, I heard a snort. What is happening?
2: Yeah! Was it you? Who was it? Yeah! Oh! Yes! Everybody, it's the guy in the Ruka hat, oh FYI. Oh, my
1: God. Oh, he was so embarrassed, Wait, but everybody snitched. Yeah. <laughs> what's your name? Steve. Oh, Steve. Steve. A Steve ain't never hurt nobody. I know. Well, Steve Jobs hurt some people, no. but... But that's movie. what you do to make the goddamn iPhone. It's fine. I mean, like, but nobody like, cares but don't that deny you got your, your feelings daughter. heard in a meeting. Don't deny your daughter. What that's do you okay. mean,
2: don't deny Have your you daughter? Have you not seen the movie? Are you talking about the Michael Fassman yes. one? I only saw the Ashton Kutcher one. <laughs> I saw the Ashton Kutcher one. I was like, cool, enough of that. Done. And I no. never touched the Steve
1: Jobs movie ever I'm on, again. I'm a whole with Tim oh, Cook. I'm Hi, sorry. Tim Cook. Sorry, Jess is disrespectful. No. The Michael Fassbender movie is so riveting. Because I didn't didn't know Steve Jobs was so controversial. He is, yeah, he was.
2: He was a complicated man. But he gave me the iPhone, so.
1: (laughs) 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 But Steve, thank you for being an amazing audience member. What do you do for a living? I work in production. He works in production. Boots on the ground, baby. Yes. Where, Get a, it. What are you, a line producer? What do you do? He's a line producer. You are a line producer. How did you do that? You know how? Because line producers always have perfectly fitted caps like yes. that. Yes. 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 Wow. Yes. That's amazing. Wait, what do you line produce? We work at World of Wanda. Oh, World of RuPaul. Wanda. What is RuPaul like? Whoa! Whoa! Okay, that's my he, shit. RuPaul is such a giving person that he brings Murder She Wrote DVDs to Steve. That's literally so Your cool. Your life is cool, but yeah. Anyway, back to what we we're saying. Yeah. Thanks so much to you guys for supporting. Seriously, us. seriously. And you know, it's two dope queens, and so we're like, we want to like kind of like mix it up. So we've added a third dope queen. Three. (laughs) Fucking three dope queens. And that queen is here tonight. Please give it up for the third dope queen. Here. of course oh, my god. Oh, my god. Fred. we're like honored to have you hi oh my god Fred.
5: <laughs> hi.
1: this is very exciting because I am riding on Portlandia this yes! season wow.
5: that's right
1: so you're my boss
5: no it's not a boss situation it is, though. No, I don't think so I think we're all just but writing but write and the, trying the to...
1: checks though
5: Yes, I have to write the checks. And tonight, everybody gets paid. (laughs) It's a lot of checks.
1: What's it like to be my boss? Uh, It's a
5: lot of responsibility.
1: Yeah.
5: A lot of yelling. (laughs) Do people still use checks?
1: Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that
5: hasn't I, disappeared yet? My
2: sister just like, wrote me a check at BevMo. It was very weird. Oh, really? I said, why don't you Venmo me? She said, no, I just have to get rid of these checks. And so she wrote me a check. For I got a $35? $35 check. $35? 35 I know. So oh I God. told her not to do it. But this is somebody who uses a check.
5: Yeah, they seem flimsy, don't
2: they? <laughs> it seems like it could mean nothing. It could just be it a piece be of nothing. paper. It could be
5: It's abstract in a way.
2: Yeah.
5: yeah. <laughs> and don't you have to like write really hard so that it goes all the way through? Yes. Isn't that yes, the whole thing? The second page. Yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> so this is like how Three Dope Queens starts. We talk about history of checks. Yes, it's very, very timely information. <laughs> but uh, in all seriousness, this is the final season of Portlandia. Yeah, you guys didn't know that. Yeah. It's been announced. It's like literally, well, like, guys, come on. Yeah. We, we We're
5: not breaking of, news. We kind of start, you know, we just had this decision. We're like, uh, how long are we going to go? Let's do eight seasons. But we never made it like a really hard, like, sort of uh, decision. It wasn't like a, a big announcement. But it just sort of started turning out that way. So it kind of is, but who knows?
1: How do you feel about it? Do you feel a little melanchol? Um,
5: no. <laughs> 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 I'm trying to answer in a short way. No. <laughs> uh, 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 not, not really because uh, you know we're all still friends all the writers are friends with each other so I feel like we'll always work together and always work yeah. on something and you know Carrie's my best friend so we're always we're always Aww. working on everything that's, beautiful.
3: that's sweet. but I'm suing her that's the thing <laughs> <laughs>
5: I'm suing everybody yeah for a what? A general's lawsuit against everyone. Just general? a general? <laughs> and it's going to be called general. General lawsuit.
1: <laughs> it's a
5: bummer. I'm going to be such a hassle. That's what's going to get me paid.
1: <laughs> Whoa. Well. So what's been, like, some of your most favorite moments working on the show?
5: Um, I like doing... There's these characters we do. They're called the weirdos. It's like these goth... This couple oh, that Karen and yeah. I do.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And we got
5: long black hair and like white ghoulish. And, and there was a moment uh, where we, we've done a bunch of sketches. We did one when we went to the beach and we had all our gear on. Yeah. Glenn Danzig was there. And it was, like a, it was like a dream. And then we did one sketch uh, a couple years ago where I was like describing my funeral. And, yeah. and I, I wanted that. I wanted to go out as a message to everyone that that's what I really want my funeral to be like. Like. <laughs> A, a terrifying, scary, horrifying <laughs> event. So it was like real life and art mixed together. Yeah. You know? But also, how do, how do you like it? Are you enjoying it? I hope you I'm you're...
1: having so much fun. It's just. What like, if you didn't? Yeah, you just what told Yeah. What if I was like, actually, it's kind of terrible. Oh my
5: god. I That notes. can happen though. I was so
1: nervous.
5: You you didn't seem nervous.
1: I was. I was you, like quiet in the beginning. What? Yes, what? I felt I. You. I felt like I was quiet. No. I was you showed quiet. Up, <laughs>
5: I, you showed up full confidence.
1: No, I'm always know? like, I'm like, I'm not talking enough and like, I'm not cool enough. No, no. And then you guys like make all these references to like white things that like I don't know. <laughs> like what? Is it a lot of kombucha? And no, but it's like, that, what, what is is yeah. like... What are you guys What are you guys What are
5: some other references? It'll be
1: like, can I say? <laughs> yeah, yeah, please. Like on. when you were like... You're like Jeff Tweedy, like texting me, and I was like, Who is that? Who is Jeff Tweedy? Is that a made-up name or is that a real person? I had no idea. <laughs> Did but it everybody was on, it was know on, who that was? It was on a group text message, so I just <laughs> wrote back nothing. It didn't. It didn't
5: occur to me. And also, what a white name! It is, yeah. right, Tweedy, Tweedy, like Tweedy Bird, like. <laughs> it, I am so sorry.
1: It's a- <laughs>
5: You but
1: should he, be. But he's a musician, he's a, he's a
5: heavy hip-hop, South Central. <laughs> just really.
2: <laughs> so he's like, what's up, my motherfucker Jeff Tweedy? You ready?
5: It's, it, it's heavy stuff. Really.
1: He's the real deal. Yeah, so Sweetie sometimes it just, I just don't say anything. I'm like, I don't know. Oh, that is
5: so funny. That didn't occur to me. It's but okay. I wonder if everyone else in the room knows. I'll bring it up.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, so we need to have an office meeting. Um, isn't that a, is that a country singer? Isn't there a Tweety country singer? Country singer that exists? Conway Tweety. Yes. That's what I did. Conway
5: no. Tweety.
1: Different person. Cool. Jeff,
5: Jeff Tweedy's from a band called Wilco, and he's oh. like oh, cool. sing, singer songwriter. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. Yeah, I yeah. feel like yeah. we know Wilco because we went
2: to, like, mostly white colleges. Right. Uh-huh, yeah.
5: That You've heard but that. But we
2: that. don't
1: know the not,
2: lineup. Not like you yeah. couldn't just put yeah. Wilco in front of me. Yeah. And I'd be like, that's Jeff. Yeah. Right.
5: <laughs> and it can be right here. Yeah, yeah. The yeah. whole band.
1: That's, that's Jeff. <laughs> there you go. And, that's and that's Jeff. Just yeah. And that's Scott. Is there a Scott in Wilco? Oh, probably. No, there's
5: not Scott. Jeremy. <laughs> no.
1: Al. no, there's...
5: Um. It's a Glenn?
1: Ooh. Yeah. Okay.
2: That's always a Glenn oh, right? on serious XMU. talking Yeah.
5: <laughs> yeah. A, John. a John.
2: There's a John. There's always a John. Yeah.
5: yeah. yeah. XMU. You guys listen to XMU? I do actually. Yeah.
2: I was here and I got to listen to their Coachella coverage for the last two weekends. That was really interesting. Did, Did you like, you like it? it? It was. Oh my okay, God jinx. But I don't. That was that's great. iconic.
5: You guys. That was. We iconic.
2: jinxed. But I I don't... You know, sometimes I don't like live music.
5: Live music is weird. It
2: doesn't sound like I want it.
5: No. No, you're right. It's weird. You're right. I love live music. Something is too loud. Everything else is too soft. And also, for Coachella... Every act, because I listen to the same thing. Every single one of them says
1: Coachella <laughs> in the song. <laughs> Did Kendrick Lamar do that too? Was he like Coachella? <laughs> I miss, I miss,
5: I miss Lamar. But I, I am oh, not man. exaggerating. Everyone I heard said. That's so. Did funny. anyone go to Coachella?
2: Six people went. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and you live to tell the tale. <laughs> But it's, yeah, I just, I don't, I wish that I like, I don't really like, like, concerts or anything because I feel, like, stressed out, a little social anxiety. It's just doesn't sound I love concerts. Great. But You're, what about
5: the act of seeing yes. a person, like, a famous person? You're like, that's him yeah, or her.
1: Yeah. yeah, him or her. They're doing the thing that I love. Who's the best
2: act that you guys have ever seen?
1: Ooh. One of the best. Uh,
5: Prince. Easily Prince. Yeah. Oh Easily. God.
1: I saw Prince
2: at Coachella, and that was really life-changing. I mean, there's That's nothing cool. like it. That was incredible. He
5: was head-to-toe made to perform. So everything yeah. he did was, was incredible. Wow. Cool. So anyway, oh, let me, I'll, so Prince is, uh was this artist from,
3: <laughs> <laughs>
5: Wait, guitar, piano, <laughs> beautiful voice. Yes, and yes. That, yeah. Oh,
1: like, wow, he sounds great. Yeah, yeah, we'll
5: fill you in on that.
1: Did he, like, make it, really? Do you have any he, albums? Always or? on the
5: verge. Wow. Always on the verge. Record companies <laughs> wow. were like, we're gonna, one of these days we're going to get this guy. He was
1: OTV. Yeah. Always on the verge.
5: <laughs> what about
2: you? What was one of like, the best performances you've ever seen?
1: When I saw Kanye West, oh, I want to yeah. say in 09, it yeah. was really incredible. Yeah. He was I great. Him, uh,
2: I saw him at Coachella, and it was really funny because Gold Digger had just come out, nice. and he had walked out, and he was like, alright everybody I'm about to sing Gold Digger but white people just so that y'all know y'all could definitely say the n-word today that's what the song was made for what? and I felt like
3: a that's camping okay. cycle of
2: white people just unclench at once <laughs> that is like, not a okay. releasing of assholes like collectively
1: that is not what Martin Luther King Jr. wanted I know that's not
2: like his okay. I Have a Dream wasn't that, that but is, um... it was nice for him to address like the elephant on the field <laughs> right. on the polo field <laughs> i liked it and i was it's, it's crazy to be a black person in that situation because you're like oh so you just gonna make this shit for everybody then yeah
1: <laughs> okay so can we talk about snl yeah, a little we, bit like, yeah. I mean,
2: yeah. yeah you were yeah. like one of my favorite people on snl yeah. ever, ever 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 that's
5: really very nice i really appreciate cool, it cool cool cool, cool i cool. always watch it. <laughs> i really do this sounds like a like one of those fake humility things to say, but like a lot of there's a lot of writers behind it, so they're the ones who kind of make it seem like brilliant. Aww. I'm just Dude, saying that that's shut that, it down. that's true. I'm telling you.
1: You know I Okay.
3: So, <laughs> if I'm being
1: completely honest, be completely honest. You were like one of my least favorites. Yes. <laughs> that's what I want to hear. He sucks.
5: That's what I want to hear. No, that's who, who was it, Andy Samberg? That's who it yeah. was.
2: <laughs> <laughs> were you like, well, it was the writers, really. That- <laughs> yeah, that was the
5: writers.
1: <laughs> yeah, <it was> all <laughs> That brought Andy down. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, so you were on SNL for what, like? 11 years. Wow. Which is crazy. Wow. Yeah, that's a long crazy. time. Because from what I know about the show, it seems like it's literally, it becomes your life.
5: It's 24 hours a day.
1: How do you handle doing that?
5: You For kind of, 11 you, years? You kind of don't. It just drains you. You just Every moment... Wonderful. It's like you just write and rewrite and rewrite, and then Sunday comes, and the, the, already you're thinking of the next week. You're like it's but it's great it's like the best thing that ever happened to me but i I loved every minute of it but it was a like a full full full-time job yeah so it was like but it's kind of romantic because like you just write so much and like your eyes are stinging and you can barely talk (laughs) but then you feel like you're like a soldier you know what i mean you're just like
0: it's for the show (laughs)
1: yeah (laughs) Just to backtrack, so you were doing music, and then you just decided to switch to comedy? Like, how did that come about? Well,
5: but I was in a band, and we were going nowhere, oh. really. <laughs> a lot of work, a lot of work, <clears throat> van, touring everywhere, wow. and it was just, you know, some, sometimes some people would show up, but it was, like, a lot of years of that. I was playing the drums, and it was a punk band. And um, then, all of a sudden, uh, I made a video where I was interviewing people at a music festival and I played different characters. I was like a mentally ill person, a blind person, a deaf person, a German person. And I would just interview bands. It's a big palette. Yeah. And uh, (laughs) uh, I put a a video together of it and I started showing it at these clubs and more people would turn out for that than than the band. (laughs) I, I, I'm serious. It really happened that way. Where wow. I was like, oh, so it was a very instant, like, oh, maybe I'll just go this direction, and I just kept getting more and more jobs doing that. So wow. and then, I, then I was auditioning for SNL and stuff. So I, it was a good, lucky break all the way through. That's
2: Are you so still cool. doing music now?
5: Yeah, once in a while, I'm still. I still play, and uh, but more for comedy. Like I'll do like a fake band or like. it's it's always it's always I'm not I'm not gonna have a moment of like I'm actually a very serious singer or anything like that (laughs) nobody wants to hear it no it's just like but for fake bands I like doing it
1: oh cool that's cool yeah do you have any fun like road stories from your time Tori
5: yeah let's see well there's one that's not so fun
1: Um, (laughs) great Excellent. But
5: my the band I was in, Trenchmouth, the singer, uh, we we played in.
1: <laughs> Wait, Trenchmouth. W- yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. We played
5: we played in Las Vegas and we opened up for this band called Down by Law and we played in Las Vegas. This is in the nineties, and um, our singer's black, and uh, all of a sudden we saw that like sort of like neo-nazis were showing up like skinheads Bummer.
2: yeah that's the thing Whoa. about pop was, music sometimes it was
5: yeah. shocking it was shocking because i heard stories I was like that doesn't really happen to people and they showed up but it was also there was like skinhead girls too Ugh. you know Whoa. like that sort of haircut that's like shaved but com- comes down over here yeah and we started playing and they sort of were zeke heiling and stuff and then, we, and then we stopped i was like well that's that and then i went outside and i was like I've got to rethink this whole thing you know wow. um, so that was just one of the low points we had many high points but
2: <laughs> <laughs> it's weird
5: yeah but you know
2: <laughs> yeah <laughs> well there's no skinheads right? here tonight that's for sure
5: Well, wait, we don't know.
1: <laughs> Turn the house lights up. Turn. Yeah, the house let's look at that house light. Wouldn't that
5: be funny? There's like four over there. I would
1: be, like, I would be
2: livid. Yeah. I would be confused and livid. <laughs> Two black women joking. What the fuck? Uh, they talking about black hair. Go fuck yourself. Oh,
5: <laughs> They're still on stage. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Do you have any stories about being on the road? Is there something that's happened to you that, like...
1: I feel like not with two
2: dope queens. One time we took, like, a, um, a pedicab together uh, really late at night through Austin, Texas.
5: Uh-huh.
2: That was That was fun. a wild time. That was fun.
5: It's too yeah. slow of a... Yes. form of transportation it's, I think yeah
2: yeah, and it's like and bumpy and you can feel like whenever they get up and press down on the bike yeah. you can feel you just feel, feel that.
1: the work yeah. Yeah. yeah it's like feeling the labor yeah, yeah. I Feels don't like gross. that it, I like it, I just like pretending like like when I'm in a lift I'm like oh it's like not really anything but yeah. like when you feel someone pedaling you're like oh That's no right. the sweat yeah, yeah. everything it's, it's like
5: having your hand on someone's stomach while they're eating yeah yeah all right <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yes, yes, (laughs) exactly like that. really gross. (laughs) I did have one. This was, like, early on when I was doing stand-up, and uh, my friend Jamie Lee and I, we used to travel and do all these shows, and so we went to Boston. And when you start out, yes, Boston, you know. Fucking Boston. Pros and cons with that city. Um... And I want to say this is like maybe seven years ago. And when you're starting out early and you just couch surf. And so we're in our twenties, and we um, you're just like, oh, I'll just stay at like whatever random dude's like apartment. It's like totally fine. So stay at this guy's place. we were like sleeping on his couch and he only had one bath towel. So like. I would, like, take a shower, dry off my puss, and then pass the towel to her. And so we got really close. I mean, that's friendship. If you could survive that. And, like, I, like, had, like, cocoa butter on. And so she was like, I am really enmeshed in your life now. Um, and then the other one, the other... <laughs> so this was on the same trip. So that one night we were staying at this place, and then the second night we were staying at, like, another male comedian's place. And, um... We walk into his house, and he's like, I'm going to be out of town, so it's totally fine. And we're like, great, we have the house to ourselves." So we walk in downstairs, it's like so neat, like there's snacks, we're like, oh, this place is bomb. So we get up to his bedroom, we open the door, there's like a used condom on the ground. <laughs> you know? It's, it's,
5: I don't understand why the, both these people felt the need to invite you over. <laughs> you know what I'm saying like if that was, if I only had one towel I'd be like I don't, I, people can't come over <laughs> that's the crazy part they're like
3: no look at my towel
5: <laughs> that's the hard part <laughs> that sounds pretty brutal all that stuff sounds yeah, pretty brutal yeah stand
1: up is not glamorous when yeah, you start that out. sounds really intense it's really bad yeah, yeah. we're sorry yeah it's okay <laughs> but I'm right on your show now so everything yeah. worked out yeah. it was all worth it All worth it. Thank you so much. Thanks, you guys. Thank you for coming. Thanks
5: for having me. Uh, Thank you all very much. Everybody give it up for Fred Armisen!
4: Everybody's got a story about a piece of music.
5: I thought, this is the
3: greatest thing I've ever heard.
0: It's about pure experience, pure connection,
4: pure joy. This song allowed me to survive. I'm Terrence McKnight with a new season of The Open Ears Project. Every Monday in under 20 minutes, you'll hear a different guest share their story. So you can start your week on the right note. Listen wherever you get podcasts.
1: Right, we have to bring up our final comic of the night. I know. Yep. But you're going to love it. So She's good. fantastic. She tours the country. She is a beast in this game. She has a sh- new show coming out on Tuesday called Truth and Eliza on Freeform. Please give it up for Eliza Schlesinger!
4: What's up, Ellie? windy as fuck. It, like, knocked out all of Thai town. Like, there's nowhere to eat after this. And it's always hard, especially for comedy, to get women to come out when, like, weather is inclement, because we're so tempestuous as it is, we're just like, I just want to (laughs) stay We're like, let's go, we got to stay inside. (laughs) (laughs) Bam. Let's just stay inside and be gross. Let's just stay inside and be gross. We get so gross. Guys have no fucking idea. And you're like, no way, my girlfriend's hot. I'm like, give it a minute. Like, it's just the hotter your girlfriend is, I guarantee you the fucking grosser the center console in her civic is. Just fucking broken tampons. Tampons that like struggled out of the wrapper. Like, it's me! Why are they why are we still wrapping tampons in paper? Why? I can't think of a more easily penetrable material. May as well wrap your fucking tampons in like cotton candy and well wishes. There's always crap. There's always pennies with gum glommed onto the side of Lincoln's head. The bottom of your purse is a fucking river sticks. It's just a nightmare. Why is there always a crumbled Nature's Valley granola bar? I don't even eat these things. You stick your hand down there, you come up with oats under your fingernails. You're like, ah! What kind of fucking POW shit is that nature's valley under my fingernails? You're like, ow, tasty, ow, tasty. (laughs) You stop putting effort in when you get comfortable. Well, that's what, you know, that's what growing closer is. But at the beginning, you are like, when you first start dating someone, it's like, like you are fucking ready, right? (laughs) Like, he comes over, and you're, like, posing around your house, like, hey, did you need a drink? Like, we do that. Girls do that. It's very, it's, like, in nature. Like, we do it to, like, get your attention. Like, ah! Like, we do it. <laughs> Guys will tell you the story. If you meet, if you go with the guy, he's like, yeah, I was at a bar, and I saw my girl for the first time. I'm like, no, motherfucker, I saw you first. <laughs> I clocked you. And then I made myself. There's no way. Men don't, are not that observant. They can only see, like, three colors, Okay. <laughs> There's no way. I made you see me. I fucking posted up like, like to make and you were like, oh and I was like ha ah, ah. and then we try to look even we'll tell our friends to set us up. Like you're like, oh my god, that guy's so hot. Say something. I'm like, Stacey, say something, say something funny. Say something funny, so like, ah,
3: ah, ah, ah,
4: ah. That's what it looks like up close. My mom, she's smiling, she's so happy. Kill me! <laughs> when you first start dating, like you're doing cute things, right? You're walking around on the balls of your feet so he can't see your butt flat foot because it looks like a walnut. I know. <laughs> walking around, you got your shorts rolled down. You're 35. Where are you going to fucking cheer camp? Roma! <laughs> and then there are the clothes you wear when you're by yourself! <laughs> Keep those at now. You think we stay hot. You're, like, oh, you're like, oh my God, have an amazing day. The second we lock that door, we're like, off to the kitchen. <laughs> the kitchen! We're like a fucking pumpkin at midnight. Like, ah! Just walking around your house. When he's there, you put on like a push-up bra. When the boyfriend's around, you're in a push-up bra in your own home. You're just sitting there watching House Hunters. Like... <sighs> girls when you live alone and you get home what's the first thing you do take off your (laughs) just walking around like an orangutan standing there eating ham out of a bag over the sink just thinking about how thin you're gonna be when you stop eating ham out of a bag over the sink so gross we're so gross, but, like, so fun. That's the thing. That's the thing that's been on my mind a lot, just the idea of how much women think about losing weight. And you can, you can lie and be like, I'm a good feminist. I don't think about it. And I call it fucking bullshit, okay? <laughs> be an honest feminist all right? we think about it a lot it's like a disease in our country we think about it so much I was with my boyfriend the other day and we're walking and he said this is us walking and he like tells me some like serious story about his parents divorce and it was really hard and I'm like going through the motions of listening and my face looked like I'm listening but inside I swear you guys all I was thinking was like I'm gonna get so thin this summer like that's all I care about <laughs> And it's not enough to be thin, right? You gotta be, because our society hates women so much, you gotta be thin, like you gotta be the kind of thin where it's like, what up bitches, find me. Like that kind of thin. And it's an exhausting thing. So what I will say is this, uh, your bodies are perfect. They really are. I looked at everyone coming in. No one's weird. It's always one girl in the back with like a horn. Like, what about me? Not you. I'm gonna body, get rid of it. You're gonna cause an accident okay? Your bodies are perfect and it's this sickness. We're so consumed with becoming this perfect version of a photoshopped image that actually doesn't exist. And the kicker is the things that upset us about our bodies men typically don't even notice. The things that, if you've ever fucked a dude or you're gonna fuck one tonight I see some tall beings in the crowd. They're like, she brought me here. If you've got I really wanna fuck later. I don't know what this was. (laughs) <laughs> it's like it's my sister. But if you've ever been with any guy, you've got a boyfriend or whatever, he didn't care about the shit that you don't like. You're like, "My thighs jiggle." He's like, "Are you going to are you going to keep breathing during sex?" You're like, "Yeah, you're like, "Great. That's all I need." That holds up in court. That's all. You you showed up, you gave him somewhere warm to park it like he's fine. But look at this, look at He's not gonna care, okay? They don't, and also, by the way, the things that we hate about our bodies, like girls, have you ever seen a scrotum? (laughs) What the fuck is that? I can't have this, but you have two dead baby birds. (laughs) Hanging from your penis. And that's cool. I can't have the cellulite that every other woman has, but you have two Klingons. Like, just, and notice every guy here is laughing because men aren't taught to scrutinize their bodies. Every guy here is like, it's super gross. Want it on your face for free? I'll it. Take a page from that book. And we have this emphasis in our country on being thin, right? Like, like thin. And I thought about it for a very long time. I was like, why the emphasis on thin? Why is that the preferred aesthetic in America? Because you go to like South America, like shit's just hanging out. People are just like, fucking in the sun. (laughs) (laughs) Like, it's fine. It's not a big deal. But here, it's emphasis on thin, and I thought about it, and it's because in America in particular, men find vulnerability very attractive. Thin represents vulnerability. When you're thin, my bones, I can't open this jar. Please, open this. And And men are very action-oriented creatures. They like to help. You're like, help, my leg is caught in a bear trap. Oh, like, I'll save you. And they come in, they like to help. As a woman, we're very cerebral. We're like, I just wanna talk about the bear trap. Please, please listen to me. They find it attractive when you need help. It's attractive when a woman's in distress so they can physically aid you. That's why the term is damsel in distress, not overly opinionated dyke who needs a fucking hand. That's why it's that. That's why it's always a beautiful princess trapped in a tower, or a lovely maiden tied to the train tracks. It's never some thick bitch named Linda. Like, grab me those jumper cables, let's go. Come on, hustle. (laughs) Thin is attractive to them, because when you're thin, there's no fat on your body. When there's no fat on your body, you're cold. And when you're cold, you stay inside. And when you stay inside, you don't vote. Ah! Perfect crowd for that joke. I wrote that joke before the election, but... I feel like it holds up. Look, comedy is all about uh, authenticity and honestly. I can only speak with authenticity from my own perspective. I am an upper-middle-class white woman. God, I hope I die that way. But the expectation of being that sort of rail thin is one that's especially put upon white women and has been for about the last 50 years. Not thin, we're talking like garden party, like nipples to belt buckle, like crackers, like that kind of thing. And it was only in the last 30 years that women of color and women of other ethnicities rose to prominence and made it socially acceptable to have the body of a grown woman. Like Jennifer Lopez came out of nowhere with the backside of a brontosaurus, like, Okay, And, like, it became <laughs> okay. And somewhere in our social conversation with every human wanting to be, God forbid, treated like a human, it became okay to say to white women, to our faces, you're fat. Fucking kill yourself, Suzanne. Like, it became okay to say it because we're white, so life must be easy, which it is for sure. Some of you know. It's great. Uh, <laughs> it's great. The coupons, it's great. Um... <laughs> but it also became okay because nobody is afraid of the clapback from a white girl. If you watch Snapped, you fucking would be, but in general, <laughs> demographically, we're not known for having any heat. We're not spicy. There's no heat in our hearts, and here's a scoop of Breyers vanilla bean ice cream. <laughs> like the non-dairy. <laughs> demographically, you go up to a white woman, go to 100 white women and be like, you look fat. 50% of us will take it lying down like, I'm sorry, Chad. Please get back in the kayak. (laughs) I brought Jenga. (laughs) For such an un unfairly treated portion of our society, you know who has an unshakable sense of self-esteem? Black women. Like, literally, but like literally all of them. Now, the reason it seems or is the fact that black women have such a high sense of self-esteem is because so many hundreds of years in our society they've been treated like third-class citizens, so if they ever wanted any sort of self-esteem booth they had to look from within. That's a whole other TED Talk. My point is... <laughs> Because of that, because of being hardened to society's slings and arrows, you can't tell a sister on her something doesn't look good. It won't phase her. Try it. Go up to a black chick. I dare you. Go up to a black chick and be like, I don't like those jeans. Watch her expression and learn from it because your opinion. Go up to any black chick and be like, I don't like those jeans. She'd be like, bullshit, I see you looking. That's my time. Thanks for having me, you guys. Give it up for Eliza Schlesinger!
2: You just heard Eliza Schlesinger,
1: Fred Armisen, and Naomi Ekparrigan. Tudo Queens is produced by Joanna Salataroff. What up, girl? Jen Point. Hey, hey, hey. Paula Schumann. Yo, yo, yo. And Rachel Neal. Hey, boo, hey. Our team includes Joe Plord Matt Boynton, Ed Haber, George Wellington, Isaac Jones, and Shanoa Estrada. Our theme music was composed by Jeff Broski. Jeff, call me boo. Kit, y'all.
2: K-I-T. That's short for keeping church. Church oh my means God! Touch. I hate you. Anyway, <laughs> I know. I'm sorry. Follow us on Facebook, though. That's where you get all the updates on season four. Plus, find out what the queens are up to. Hack us. thats short
1: for have a kickass summer, y'all. And I got a quick question for you guys before you go: Is it the end of season three, and you still have not subscribed, or rated us, or written a review? Come on, people, get with it! What have you been doing with your life? What else is more important than this show? Your pending divorce? Jesus. Your big move to Paris? Your kids' uh, soccer games? I don't fucking think so, dog. So get on it. Really dark stuff. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just kidding. I love you guys the most. Well, not the most. I love my parents the most. This has been a great season. You guys have been fantastic. We love you so much. Yeah, thank you. Seriously, thank you. Bye, Q. Bye. Plus, we've got Naomi. <clears throat> oh, fuck. Good, good. <laughs> Joke on a <it>, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Don't let that. Plus we- nope. Ah, oh, fuck. I was going to be so gross. That's okay. What were you going to say? Let's hear it. Don't
2: let that come hit your throat on the way down, bitch. Oh, my God. That's because he said choke on it. I was trying to riff. I hated it. I don't want to support the patriarchy like that. That was so
1: intense. I know. That was like Pornhub intense. It was really
2: like (laughs) Pornhub, like, comment section tense. This
3: WNYC Studios
2: podcast is supported by Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans. When it comes to the big decision of choosing a mortgage lender, work with one that has your best interests in mind. Visit quickenloans.com WNYC for more information. NMLSconsumeraccess.org number 3030.